We hope so. <laughs> and I, I think I'm glad you mentioned this point because when we are in the world of ideas and it, that's part of, I think, of work about the role of social media. And we know that social media contribute in mental health. Let's be honest, you scroll and you see, and we see some people say that I, I uh, just you, you compare yourself to other what they achieved in life or maybe in academic status as well. But how social media, we have, you, you are afraid to miss out. You're afraid to see what other peers did, uh, did in the research line. They publish a paper and they share it on social media. So there's a new yeah. trend now that you, everyone bragging about. I know it's, it's of course, it had a, a good point, but still in the end of the day, it contributes to some mental health issue. It's comparing and and now we share a publication online and and you get a lot, how, how amount of likes you get and share and retweets. How do you see that affecting really mental health uh, social media? Yeah, that's a good question and a really big question. Um, you know, social media has brought uh, joys and sorrows to all of our lives. Uh, on the one hand, gosh, I don't even know how we would be living through COVID, for example, if we didn't have all this technology and if people couldn't reach out to other people. It would be a much more difficult experience, I expect, to be isolated, alone, um, and not able to interact with other people this way. Social media really has made it possible for us to to, to make it through this time. And I, I really want to honor that. Um, it has also been definitely a source of mental health strain and it through exactly the vehicle that you just talked about, which is social comparison. I mean, there's, there's something, um, you know, deeply difficult about uh, having so many different people and it's not even real people it's just the idea like it's what people put on a page that that is always their best foot forward right and so again it goes back to that imposter syndrome we have these schemas well now it's not just an idea I have about someone else in my head they're they're actually there's evidence I can find it all the different papers they published or the pictures of their lovely family or their vacation or their new things or whatever it is so it requires much more inner um, fortitude um, you know, we were just talking about that sense of self. It requires a lot more of that um, sen- sense of I know why I'm here and what I'm here and what I'm here doing. And it's not it's, you know, that person's doing their journey. I'm doing my journey. They're not comparable and they're both beautiful. It, it just asks more of humans than we have really evolved well to live in. So on the one hand, I think, well, you know, it makes sense, right, um, that we would that we would um, suffer in that particular way. It also is potentially an opportunity for us to have exactly the kinds of conversations you and I are having right now. I mean, and, and that could lead us as a, as a species actually to be more resilient um, in, in the long run. Um, it will also lead us to more self-discipline because that's the other thing that has to be exercised here. I, I mean, like you, I, I know that I can't, do that. Like I can't, I don't even go to, I have a Facebook page, but I don't, I don't hardly ever go there. Um, and I don't really do social media partly just cause it's a time sink and I don't want to spend my time that way. And I already spend a lot of time on a, on a computer as it is for work, but also because I know I don't want to have those feelings. Um, but I'm, you know, I'm in my, I'm a full grown adult, not a teenager trying to 
figure out who I'm going to be in the world and <laughs> who's going to like me. So I think it's a little more difficult when you're young to regulate use, which is why families end up being kind of important. And then the industry, the social media industry, the makers are going, I know they're starting to ask and answer some hard questions about how to develop platforms that discourage social comparison because it's so clear that although it's cool, it's also just overwhelming for human vulnerability. Exactly. And I'm glad that's very much as a spine because I think one of the things that as we are human, we are a socialist piece of so we still have this kind of prejudice. If you have a certain idea and you want to have a consensus about this idea, everyone agree with this idea. And if you have a different opinion, sometimes you feel so something wrong with you and it makes doubts in you that you don't agree even with ideas, even in academy or in the world even. So how do you see this kind of, if someone has different opinion and you don't have to follow the trend or the norm, it's sometimes a challenge if we speak here about yeah. underrepresented uh, communities, for example, or maybe in, in academy or outside. It's a yeah. challenging that you don't find maybe uh, someone believing what you think about it. And it makes sometimes like they try to gaslighting you, even in, in ideas. Yeah. If you have an idea and you, I'm, I'm trying and I, I see a potential in you, but maybe you are threatening me uh, for a certain idea or ideology you have in your, uh, as a group. So you start to get light in certain individual, uh, and that's make a doubt in the human being. How do you see this yeah. kind of, uh, it could develop mental health, or do you think this techniques to, or because of tactics, how you can brainwashing a mind with a certain idea, or gaslight a mind? Yeah, yeah, um, so... Oh, it's never been easier to gaslight. It's never felt more competitive than now, partly because of what we were just talking about, just how visible everybody, seemingly everybody else's ideas are. Um, and it's very, it's much easier to feel like one needs to succumb to herd mentality, partly because it does feel like there's this critical mass. Um, that said, there are techniques, and in some ways I, you know, it goes back to what I was just saying in terms of us as a species evolving, um, because I think we are being, because this is so easy, because it happens so often, because so many of us come face to face with this pressure to fit in, um, even as we, we know that, you know, we, we don't, that's, we don't feel like we really belong and we don't even know if we want to really belong. We actually have other ideas we'd like to, to explore. Um, it, it's an opportunity for us to practice what the Buddhists talk about as, as detachment, you know. Um, there's just, it, it, and in a way it goes back to what we were talking about earlier about a sense of self. I mean, I, I think we're asked to be more courageous than we've ever been asked to be, right? And in the end, uh, the diversity of us, the, the diversity not just of us as, as people, but as um, uh, for all the different ideas that we have are going to be, are so much more powerful and so much more beautiful and so much more likely to, to keep us alive as a species than converging on one idea. Uh, and that goes whether we're talking globally or in a country or in a university or in a lab. Like, Diversity of idea is what has always made humans p powerful. It's why we've spread across the earth and 
created as much as we have. So there, but there's, there's courage in that. And, um, you know, we don't, we can't, we have to have more of it now, partly because it feels like there's so much more pressure to, to be like other people. Um, yeah, that's really wonderful.